about you? Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, today we have a really cool guest. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of hers, to be honest. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she is an actor extraordinaire. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Writer, producer, director. Podcast host of this very podcast. <laughs> It's me. Hey, Jerry. Um, yeah. Thanks for joining the pod today. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was exciting to do a little bit of an update and weird. It's weird being on the other side. Yeah. I'm really glad that you were doing the questions because at one point I looked at you and I was like, oh, we're dropping the ball. I was like, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> and then you kept it going and yeah. I was like, oh, yay. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> we I'm glad. Thank rolled. you. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So you have a funny story yes, about yes, your yes. mom coming so, to town, and true. I want you to tell it because I um, like it. Sure. So last weekend, uh, my mom came to visit, which is very nice. I feel like um, before getting into the story, I just think it's like it's it's nice to have someone like in your uh, that's got your back, basically, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. It's like there's yeah. no there's no ifs ands or buts about it. It's like. Home. She's there. She she's came, gonna have, you know. home came to visit exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and she got to see you in your badass like place on your own. True. Killing it in this that is Los true. Angeles world. Yeah. It was nice to show that stuff off too. Yeah. Give a slice of my life. But um, so I think it was Friday. We were hanging out and we wanted to get out of the, out of the apartment. And I threw out the idea of maybe going to Alamo Draft House uh, to go see a movie because it's like, oh, you're in Hollywood, go see a movie. Um, yeah. And she was like, oh, well, I'd like to see Hustlers, and I was like, okay, I have no <laughs> idea what that movie was, which I'm dying to see. I've heard it's good. Yeah, which uh, I love that she brought up that yes. she wanted to see it. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's all about uh, strippers and then they how they make money off of these men, and it's yes, this, I think it's based on a. True. I think so. Story. I think it's based off of like a Washington Post uh, yeah. story. Yeah, what I and it's fucking awesome, and it looks like it's gonna be um, an award contender. Like it's that good. J Lo's in it. She's she fucking looks in great. it. Everybody's hot as fucking it. Uh, Lizzo's in it too. Yeah. Um, I like. I didn't know any of this stuff going into it. I was like hustlers. <laughs> I haven't heard of it. I've not been keeping up to date on what movies are coming out. Yeah. Sure, sounds fun. We couldn't do the Alamo Draft House because too far away and parking downtown nightmare, as <laughs> everyone knows. Everybody. Uh, Everybody exactly. knows. So we went to the Americana. Oh. Um, yeah, which is nice. Bougie. Yeah. And uh, got tickets to go see it. Can, um, you get food. Do they serve you food in the Americana? No. Oh, okay. That's the Alamo Draft House. They do that. Oh, but, uh, I see. Americana is just like the Grove, but over there for right. all of our LA listeners. Yes. Um, and so. <laughs> and for non-LA <laughs> listeners, it's a very pretty, bougie, almost like mall. theme parky yeah, mall. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Way, to, way to spend money, but like feel like you're part of a club while yeah, doing it. Yeah, and like you're a pretty person. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And so we go there, and um, we watch like 30 minutes of previews, and because it's lot. not, it was a long, it was a long journey to get to the movie. <laughs> so we get to the movie, and we get like 10 minutes into it, and most of it's been in the strip club so far, uh, and it's just like me and mom and like. 12 other people in the theater so it's not uh, it's not that populated uh and j-lo does her big dance which if you have seen the movie i think i think it's probably one of those like moments from the movie yeah um and it's on strip pole everyone's like throwing money i'm like this seems insane like uh obviously the dance is great but also like no one throws that much money onto it i don't know how many strip clubs have you been to? it's been a while since i've been to one as i went to one in vegas and 
they get a lot of money. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I'll check it out next time. Yeah. But so at about that point, mom leans over. She's like, I don't know that I want to watch this movie with my son. And I was like, okay. Uh, she's like, I think, I think, I think I'm okay. Like, let's not leave yet. Like, let me give me like a, you know, I think I think we're good. And so then, like a minute or two later. They're in like the back state. They're like in the staging area, and it's like the cameo scene where it's like you see Lizzo, you see Cardi B. There's all these people that are like you're supposed to recognize all of them. They pull out a sex toy, and then mom's like, "Yeah, no, I can't, I can't." Say, I can't <laughs> so I was like, "This is the movie you wanted to see, right?" right. Uh, so we ended up leaving, um, uh, which was like. But I've heard it gets better after that. Sure. Like, not that it's bad at that point, yeah. but like it gets less sexual and also like just is a great movie, yeah. Um, so I I'm love looking that forward you guys to it at some point. I hope she gets to see it. She is gonna, she's like, I'd probably go see it with my girlfriends, but I don't know. I was like, that's fine. Uh, so at some point, we will both have seen it and then get to talk about it. My favorite part, though, was that you said, uh, it's not like I had a boner. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that, yeah. It's not like I'm like <laughs> sitting there being like, oh, this is so hot. And mom's like, this is so weird. It's like, funny. No, it's just like, it's a movie. Oh, I get it, though. Yeah. I know. I was like, she should come on. And then you told me that story. And I was like, she should not be a guest. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, oh, man. Well, everybody go see Hustlers. Yeah. Uh, and also enjoy this episode where I talk more than normal. <laughs> Yay. Have fun. I'm feeling yummy head to toe. You see me, ain't got no patience, so let's go. Welcome to Finding My Yum. Hey. Hello. Um, Today we are doing something different. We are switching it up. Um, Yeah, we're going to do an update on both Will and I. Yeah. And also, I've never really had my own episode. That's true. You episode. Yeah, so I'm going to try and um, interview you a little bit, turn the mic around. I know, which I feel nervous about yeah yeah Why which do you is feel nervous so about funny it? you know it's so interesting i mean i think so many things come up for me but i feel like such a hypocrite because i ask all these amazing people to come on and share mm-hmm. openly and you know i want to share their story and then when it comes to like sharing stuff that i've done i think i've had more experiences since we started mm-hmm. that are a little bit more taboo or fringe or have like stigma around them. And so I think I, I understand and get freaked out that like there will be repercussions or something, you know, I don't know, just for like sharing, honestly, right? which is specifically what this podcast is aiming to alleviate. And so, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's this like interesting little battle. Well, okay. Let me ask, let me dig into that a little bit then. So do you find that you have more hesitation around sharing things that you've done recently now that you've opened your eyes a little bit or more, do you feel that same uh, hesitation about sharing stuff from your, I would say quote unquote previous life? Uh, more recently. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like in the, like things that I was doing previously, especially to this podcast and to like opening my eyes to just like an, an entirely other world mm-hmm. that's available, you know, of sexual expression and awakening and pleasure um, that I'm literally just even tapping into. Um, I was operating in this very reasonable, I feel like, framework or reasonable might not be the right word, but um, acceptable 
sort of normalized Common. You're framework. operating within norms. Yeah. Like, you know, would, I would go on to dates or like, yeah. And, and potentially, like, you can judge anybody for anything. And, like, I was having, you know, sex outside of marriage. And, mm-hmm. and, I've <gasps> had, and I've had, like, one night stands and stuff like that. So, you know, there was still stuff that could potentially be up for judgment, which everything is. But now I've stepped sort of into this other place mm-hmm. where... You know, I'm a part of a little bit more communities that are open and experimenting and things don't look like a freaking Disney movie. And so th- I think that's where the resistance comes up of like, I don't know. Yeah, like it just feels a little scary. And and I think that sort of plays on. Um, I feel really c- comfortable about it. And it's interesting talking about it with friends, too, where I just bring up, you know, like sex parties or even like group sex or something and I do it pretty casually now Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I don't I also do it in a way I think I used to like preface it for people and be like oh you know like I'm gonna drop a bomb here or something and Uh now I don't because I feel like the less pressure you put on it or the less emphasis like people are kind of like oh okay yeah and then they move on because you're not putting all this weight on it so uh yeah do you find that you've gotten any pushback from the podcast or from those kind of conversations you're having with people? No, you I'm know, guessing I, one-on-one you probably wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really, like most people that I've talked to have been really excited about the podcast. Mm-hmm. There's been a, I think I can count on one hand the number of times that I've gotten like a little bit of resistance. And I, and most of the time I, I understand that that's their resistance because it's a taboo-ish mm-hmm. sort of subject, right? Like we're not told... As far as I was, I grew up knowing, and I think in our culture and society in general, like we're not told to talk about sex all the time. And when we do, it's like in these sort of uh, fantastical ways. Like if you look how it's portrayed in the media, like it's like uh, intense or, you know, whatever. Everybody's coming at the same time and it's in two minutes. And it's like, or it's like this Disney thing and they're in love and they're perfect match for each other. And so, um, you know, we are talking about in terms of Cosmo, but Cosmo magazine is a, like a lot of bullshit for the most part. And mm-hmm. so like as kids, you know, we would like dabble. But I was I held on to an identity so t- tightly that I was this. Do you think you could Pollyanna, ever? you know, really virginous sort of person until college, really? But. Sure. Do you think you could ever go back to that? Not obviously the virginous one is probably going to be hard. <laughs> Not that you would need I mean, to or want to, but yeah. do you think Just you could? close her up. I think, I think part of what is interesting about some of this stuff to me is like, I definitely get where uh, people enjoy the more open and, and the more sex positive world, Yeah, obviously, uh, and kinks and all that kind of stuff. But I also think that like, there might be a time where I'm like, oh, I want to explore that. And there might be a time where I'm like, well, that's, wasn't for me anymore so now I'm gonna go back to this more like kind of vanilla whatever sort of stuff yeah I guess so I mean yeah I mean I think this comes and you don't have to agree with me a lot well you know what's interesting about so I've been to um, a a place called Bar Sinister which Mm -hmm. we've come up uh, it's come up before uh, which is like a light beat SM club and then um, I've been to one sex party and I have plans to go to more that are a little different than like the first one I went to was like a swinger party Mm -hmm. and that was a weird dynamic um and there weren't rules that seemed like everybody was following and and consent wasn't overwhelmingly um, emphasized yeah um 
And so I don't think I want to go back to that. But but I think on the whole, what I find so fascinating and what I love about these communities and these parties is like people wear their weird on their sleeve. So mm-hmm. you're not walking around like, you know, what's up. Like I went to Bar Sinister and like, you know, people are in golf stuff and and whatever and being flogged and 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 doing shibari rope tying, which is really fucking cool to see. Mm-hmm. And like. They're wearing it on their sleeve. Like, I know, I immediately know who this person is in terms of this facet. Like, obviously, that's not a well-rounded picture. But I'm like, I, I see you. And I don't have to, like, try to figure it out. Like, you're just wearing it out there. And totally. it's really fun. And, and we don't have to, like, dance around this subject. You know, like, the conversations that I had with people at, like, the Bar Sinister we're very different than I would have in like a normal bar where it's like, yeah, we're both here. Cause we're into like, you know, a little bit of BDSM and whatever facet that takes for us. But like, I don't have to like bounce around that subject. And if I want to get laid, like we can also have that conversation too. You know, it's not like, oh, <laughs> you know, I love you. Buy you a drink. And I, are you interested in sex or dating or, you know, whatever? Like it's yeah. like, we're here and like, we're able to have more, vocal conversations about these things I think that makes sense i i unfortunately didn't get to go with you that night i, um, know, I do want to go at some point it sounds interesting it's so fun. But, uh, i mean also it plays into the fact that i'm like obsessed with halloween sure. and it just seems like <laughs> halloween yeah like every yeah. every weekend they did a uh i don't think either of us got to go or maybe maybe this was the night you went i don't remember but uh, the harry, potter, the harry one? potter one i know a friend of mine went oh, and yeah. she said it was amazing yeah they'd have like a harry potter i don't know if it was like a BDSM side of things or not because yeah. I didn't go but I that was my understanding it was at Bar Sinister I'm so I was sure like I'm sure it was yeah, it sounds fun yeah I didn't get like spanked or flogged when I was there um, did you spank or flog no I, yeah. you're not allowed to like there unless you you're can, like trained yeah. or something yeah like gotcha. you because it, it can be very dangerous I'm sure and, yeah and, and it's very it was interesting watching because I've never like I'm interested in BDSM I've said that multiple times and mm-hmm. we brought on a bunch of people to talk about like every letter mm-hmm. um, but it's interesting to see it actually done because it's super communicative. Even when it was in this performance state, like every step of the way it was communicative. It was like, um, you know, they were really kind in mm-hmm. between vlogging and like, are you okay? You're doing such a good job. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's like this whole communication around That's it. Cool. And like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's very interesting. So I, yeah, I can't decide if I want to try it, but I, I mean, I sort of do. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't hurt, but like yeah, said, I mean, it, said but intentionally, pun, in, pun intended. <laughs> yeah. um, I, that that brings me to something I wanted to ask you about. Like, so throughout all of this, obviously, you know, we've done like thirty episodes. We're almost a year in, I think, um, yeah. at least having this conversation, I right? Know. And you know, where where's your head at now? What are you looking for? Are you looking for anything? Like, are you? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's so. I feel like I've evolved quite a bit from when we started because when we started this podcast I think we've said multiple times but it really was like a dating Mm -hmm. podcast of like how do other people experience this insane thing that I had been dabbling in for you know almost a year at that point after my ex and I broke up and now when I describe it it's all about sex positivity and it's all about really like giving light and voice to people who are having other experiences and Mm -hmm. like what are the experiences of sex and what are they into and stuff like that so for me now um 
yeah, my uh, I feel like my entire viewpoint is like flipped on upside down. Sure. Like everything that I feel about I felt about monogamy has dramatically shifted. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think more so in the way of I've just started to question the validity of it in terms of how well it works, what it actually looks like, um, if it's a reasonable option for me. And I still don't know because a lot of the resistance that I have to non-monogamy, I'm not necessarily interested in polyamory, but like to non-monogamy comes with a lot of like my idea of what we're quote unquote supposed to do and the, the, the relationship ideal that I've been programmed to want since I came out of the womb, you know, this like for me, because, um, so you're feeling like you resist the, like you're resist just to clarify, resisting the programming of it. Not. And, and, and because of that, you're like, I don't know what I want, but I need to make sure that it's not because of these societal implications that I should want this. Right. Well, and, and the idea that like, you know, I have shame or jealousy or whatever come up mm-hmm. when I think about a partner that I'm with having relations with somebody else in terms of like physical or emotional. And then I wonder, well, what, why am I having that? Is it, is it because I'm worried about what it looks like? Is it because I'm concerned about safety? Is it because I think... Is it because it, your needs aren't being met and right. you want that? Or, or is it because then I take it as a personal attack that somehow I don't fulfill every single need of this mm-hmm. other person? Right. And is that super unreasonable? I mean, that's sort of the conclusion I keep coming to is like, we cannot fulfill... We can't be the thing for the everything for one person, right? And nobody can be that for me either. So why to limit, I don't know. And also our idea of monogamy has changed like quite a bit as well. You know, of like we don't just have one partner from the, like have sex with one person and then marry them. And then that's supposedly it, you know, like we have people who we have sex with before and have intimate relationships with. And then we decide later in life now, you know, typically to get married and then, it's like, well, what about your thoughts? Like, are those monogamous? Is texting or like digital? That's what I always find so interesting you know? too. Is like, is that you know concept of like what is cheating, right? Right. You know, like, and I'll ask that to you. Like, if you were, I, I guess this is part of your your discovery. You're trying to figure that out, right? Where it's like, is fl- the office flirt? Is that is that a cheating? Is the like right. sending nudes to somebody else? a stranger maybe is that like cheating is you know you know i've and i think and so i haven't been able to test this out because i i haven't been dating anybody consistently mm-hmm. and i haven't found somebody that i feel that i want to yet but like i think the big thing that comes up is like if communication there's right. a lot of ifs right yeah. if communication and trust was so like intense and there that you could talk about these things like in terms of the relationship structure, then I don't know how big of a deal it is. If it's like, hey, I get my rocks off by just like sending nudes to people I don't know that well and like that's as far as it goes and like that makes me really hot and then it makes me more interested in coming and fucking you or, you know, like I'm interested in having, I don't know, fucking this other person like and this is the the situation around it like, if there's really good communication, 
it seems like more of an option to me. But I don't know. I don't know how I would react in the moment either because, you know, all that stuff still comes like all that resistance and not being enough really gets triggered. I think that for me, I, I, I'm on the. I'm gonna kind of double down on what you're saying there. I think yeah. for me, it's so much about like each each relationship is different. You know, I've yeah. I've had those conversations on first dates or on, or just on like dating apps in general, where I've gone to dates with someone that's like not monogamous or somebody that's polyamorous, yeah. and I'm like, I don't think that polyamory is for me personally. Right. However, I, you know. Could I be in a relationship with a polyamorous person? Maybe if that's the person that like I just really felt drawn to, sure. right? And so, um, it I think it really does come down to sort of what are your expectations out of this, and are we behaving in a way that's like conscious of the other person? Right. I mean, I think that's what it comes down to is like trust and respect, and you know, being really open with this is how I'm feeling and this is what I want, and you know, because I have some people close in my life who are polyamorous or at least not monogamous, certainly, and you know, it's enhanced their sexual experience with themselves with, with within their partnership because they've gone out and gotten more experience or like, got, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know had this one experience and then brought it back to the original partnership. Uh-huh. And, and so I think in those ways it can be really enhancing, but it does sound scary because it's, we're really taught that that is not okay. And that you're supposed to find a person that completes you right like Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to be whole until you find a person that completes you and then you're supposed to only want that person for the rest of your life and to me now that does sound pretty crazy yeah yeah it's like sort of nuts i think i think part of it is for me personally now it's like you're it's it's what you were saying earlier you're probably not going to find somebody that's going to be your everything in every area Right. right but the question becomes do you find yourself in a relationship where you're okay with giving up the parts that aren't um, going to be a hundred percent in every area, or do you try to find a way that you can still meet those needs through the other person? And I don't know. You yeah. Know. I mean, I think, you know, in every relationship that I've been in, like, I think this is really funny and I, I don't know if men do this. I don't know if you've had this experience and I won't say women in general, but I know me and like several of my friends, anytime I'll be interested in somebody, like all of a sudden my eyes flash forward to like the second I'm interested in something, I'm like, Oh my God, we're married. And I chose this partner and this isn't the right person. And there's all these reasons. Like immediately I come up with like them being like the wrong person, That's fascinating. which is ridiculous. I just had this conversation with a friend and she was doing the same thing. And I was like, Whoa, let's pump the brakes. Cause like you guys haven't even been on a date and like you might be interested. And, and I was, but I was like, I totally get it because for some reason I hyper drive forward where I'm like, Oh, I've made this decision and now I've got to stick to it. I think it. it's so interesting that you hyper drive forward to the thing and then to find stuff that's wrong with it because i i'll do that like where i'm like oh we're probably gonna get married i wonder if she would take my last name it would sound like this <laughs> you know that guy oh, that's and cute. like i sure right and, and then i'm also like i'm being insane right now and then sure. i like push those thoughts away yeah but it's uh, that's interesting to me that you're like i'm hyper driving forward and then like oh i've made the wrong decision because i, I mean yeah i guess that's just indicative of how my brain works sure. and how similar people in my life sort of because it feel I don't even know why it happens. It's really it is really interesting, and I have to manually correct it mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I you know I did that with all my past relationships too, where I was just like, no, like things are wrong, and I shouldn't be here, but I'm still here, and I'm still doing the thing that you know we did. But 
Yeah, it's. I mean, this has been coming up a lot too in terms of my past relationships as well. Like, I, I think I would like to be in a relationship. I think I am mm-hmm. finally in a place where okay. I, that's something that I am interested in. But I get a little worried because I still have similar tendencies to to looking for people who have treated me like ways that I've felt comfortable in the past or come from my sort of family structure that are unhealthy. And so when I think back on my exes, sometimes I have to manually, even though it's been like a year and a half from my like last real traumatic breakup, like I have to manually shift my perception of this relationship, this past relationship, because I, I make it really, glorified and like fuzzy and happy and warm and I have to like manually go in and be like no that was a piece of it and there was all of this other stuff happening that I do not want back in my life and so I was just talking about this last night about like it's frustrating that it's still happening where I still have to manual like my brain is like so programmed based on my upbringing and like how I you know learned to love and like was loved with both of my parents and and stuff like that that like that's normal and that's how it love should feel are you in therapy um i yeah i am in therapy i'm taking a little break but yes i have been in therapy yeah that's something that i feel like i personally need to get into but i just think that that's the kind of stuff that you know i assume you find tools that that will help you like get through that or when you're feeling that way try to find ways to to work around it or whatever yeah yeah which i've definitely been working on but it is just sort of weird. Like I, I a lot of this comes up a lot too. I just want to be fixed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I like feel I that. just want to be like a perfectly optimal operating human being. Yeah. I, I know that. <laughs> I think like, I do that a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's like why am I not? I don't know. Where why I do I do be. these self-destructive behaviors? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and why do I fall back into these patterns consistently? And and I think that I do that a lot too when I get outside of my comfort zone and when I start to step into something new, my creature comforts and, you know, the old patterning just rears its ugly head because it's familiar. And that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you said that you feel like you're potentially open to a relationship now yeah. if you find the right situation. Whatever. Right. Um, are you trying to find one? Are you looking? Where are you looking? What's your, no. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm, well, that's not true. I've been on the apps a little bit, but mm-hmm. I I feel so resistant to meeting somebody mm-hmm. in person. Like I get a lot of anxiety from. Well, first of all, I'm fucking nuts. Let's yeah, just, we know. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, but I get so much anxiety from. There's so many people I match with, right? I have no time, so I get anxiety. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I, that wasn't. <laughs> I was like, I guess hashtag humble brag. But, but you know, you meet, you match with a lot of people. You talk to a lot yeah. of people, and then I get anxiety of like, who do I choose to actually spend time with? Mm-hmm. And then because I don't have that much time, and then the idea of actually like going somewhere and meeting somebody that I've never met, I I hate it. Yeah, that's tough. I don't. Well, like maybe it that at all. maybe that style's not for you. I know, but I keep flirting with it just because it's like an ego boost sometimes. Yeah, you know? I think or like if I'm bored and lonely or I don't know, just want something to do to fuck off time. I had that <laughs> experience recently where I was uh, chatting with a woman through one of the apps and I was like, I can tell she's just bored. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, she's yeah, not yeah. like, yeah. which is fine. Right. But I was like, you're not giving me much to work with. Like, oh, what are you? She's like, I'm just chilling on my couch bored, like watching a movie. I was like, oh, OK, so you're just like, that's fine. 
you know, right. I'm going to put that amount of effort into this too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Well, but I do find like at work now I see people out and I'm uh, I, not, I, we live in Los Angeles. And so I'm, I never say that I know anybody or like ask if I know them because now I've decided either they're famous or I've seen them on a dating app and therefore like I don't actually know anybody yeah, and I don't want to breach that conversation. So weird, right? Broach that conversation. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, well, that, that, yeah, I'm going to segue that into something else you, you brought up before we uh, started this conversation that you want to talk about. If you're not doing apps and stuff, um, how do you feel about dating people? Oh, or apps and stuff. I thought right. you said app, like almost abstinence and I was like, was I ever doing abstinence? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I wasn't. Um, how do you feel about like dating people that your friends have dated? Or as you put it oh, earlier, yeah, phoning we people about... that your friends have phoned? Yeah. You know, I don't care as much. I think. Uh, as much mm, as you used to? Yeah. Like I think I used to think it was disgusting. Mm-hmm. And now I don't care. I think if there's a big emotional component to it, I have a problem with it. Like if if it was like one of my exes or somebody that I dated for quite a bit of time that I like it didn't end well or, you know, I don't know. I still have like an emotional stake in it, even though, you know, I'm still like working through it. That would bother me. But somebody who like, you know, it's a fun experience or I had a good time with or like was pretty short or whatever. Or it's just like a cool person that I'm like, then I don't care at all. And that's like dating, but also just like hooking up with. Yeah. 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 But that that's shifted dramatically because usually everybody's like off the table. (laughs) I've always felt I I think I was very like on that camp of off the table. I probably still am for the most part, Uh, especially I guess I think what you're saying is like depends on the emotional level. Because it's just because I'm like my friend, I can value my friend over the potential hooking up with this person. Right. But if the friend's like, you should hook up with this person, then it's like, all right, well, maybe. Well, right. And I have like different friendships now and different people who treat sex differently as well. Sure. Like they treat it in a more, you know, like I had sex with this person and they're awesome. So you should bone them too. And <laughs> that's like a totally new thing that's so interesting. for me, which is funny. I've never met anybody, any people who do that. And now that I have, I'm like, oh, Cool. What if there is yeah. an app where you can rate previous sexual partners? <laughs> that sounds horrific. <laughs> it sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds so bad. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, that would be like the really, really awful Facebook. Yeah. Really mean Yelp. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sex Yelp. I get <laughs> Sex it. Sex hey, Yelp. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that'd be so terrible. That would be awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man. So bad. Gross. I wanted to ask you, uh, too, like a back to about the. The, the show like have you had like what's your what's been your favorite episode oh interesting you can take a second okay. with it because obviously i you know threw this out of there um, yeah so many episodes have been my favorite i think <laughs> you can't have so many have been your favorite, they your favorite have. you've enjoyed so many You're but right. i feel like favorite is like favorite. specifically one um I don't know. I don't know because I think I've enjoyed everyone in such a different way because each person. Which one surprised you then? Because I can tell you one that surprised me. Um, in, in like going in, I thought the subject matter would be like pretty dry and not that, not that engaging. Um, but what I actually ended up enjoying a lot was uh, Wendy. The, oh. like what's an orgasm like i found it to be really informative yeah. and she was such a like a fun personality oh my god like, yeah. yeah that was fascinating to talk yeah 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 um i agree with that i learned a lot in that episode i still haven't squirted yeah um but i think i got close yeah 
yeah um goals but um god i'm trying to think you know i think the the couple that stand out for me are the ones that were incredibly intellectually engaging for me and kind of like flipped that little like Mm -hmm. tingled that thing inside of my brain and i loved the women from sluts and scholars Mm -hmm. nicolette and simone they were just so knowledgeable and fun and I, yeah, I just love them. And then Danny Prokaski, I oh, think, was right. so fascinating and he's so intellectual. And like we got into such interesting conversations that I thought that that was incredibly fun. And I'm just such a big fan of the show in general. Which, by the way, update in case you only listen to us but don't watch that show, which is weird. <laughs> they did win. Uh, they did yeah, win. They got their money, it which was is like $46,000. Yeah, yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, so that. That's been fun. And then, you know, I think a couple other ones where I think my biggest takeaway was like several of the women who talked about BDSM Mm -hmm. really holding space for that topic when it brought up a lot of sort of discomfort in myself Mm -hmm. is so interesting to work through. Um. And so I really appreciated those experiences because I was like, this is stuff I just don't know and I feel uncomfortable with and I'm excited to hear about because it's cool to hear what other people are into. But yeah, like, you know, pain, inflicting pain in terms of like masochism and stuff. Um, I think that really surprised me. <laughs> that like took me for a, a loop. Yeah, I don't know those. Are, and then, you know, the religious episodes, I got very excited. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. It, it is hard to pick. Because yeah, I, I was like, like scrolling through the ones that we have in each one. I was like, oh, that was cool for this reason. And yeah. so, like, you know, I don't I don't think that you're playing favorites to just pick one that you enjoyed. But yeah, I mean, those were the ones that came up. But like, I, I really have been challenged and my mind has been completely blown uh, almost every episode <laughs> just because I think humans are so interesting you know we're so multifaceted and the way that we all experience our reality is so different um i don't know if i've said this on the podcast before but you know i've been reading this book called the magic of believing which is the original secret and he brings up a lot of stuff it's about like manifesting and and creating our our own reality and is really based in scientific thought and theory from the 1940s, hmm. um, based in like noetics, which is like thoughts have mass and they affect change. Like they actually have a calculable mass. Um, but, you know, I think it's just interesting when you think about how the brain perceives the world. We all, like our eyes take in an image, our brain flips it upside down right. and then we recreate it. Yeah. And so we really have a lot more control over what we see and what we don't see than we realize or that I think we take into consideration all the time. Like the what you're seeing well right now and what I'm seeing are totally different things because different things are popping up to me or like matter more or, you know, I'm concerned about the fly that's on the wall and that keeps like coming into my vision. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's just like I I just think people are fascinating and so getting to talk to them and really see like well what is your experience of this kink or fetish or what's come up for you and in discovering your sexual expression and and um you know gender expression and and I've had that stuff too somebody asked me like how I identify 
And um, I really, I I guess, identify now as like hetero flexible, where Mm -hmm. I think I want a hetero romantic partner. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I love women. And I think I've said this before, but like being with women and having like sexual experiences with them has also given me more of appreciation and like a less judgmental look at my own body of like, of course, that's uh, awesome. You know, like I love their bodies and they're not perfect Mm -hmm. and their flaws and they're not, not being completely ripped and skinny and like having no fat. Like I actually like that, that they're, you know, totally curvy and beautiful and like that they're, they're not this bodybuilder type of thing. So, you know, it's allowed me to have a little bit more, leeway with myself just what? a little <laughs> yeah can't, can't get <laughs> can't get can't crazy go too with the self-love apparently <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i wanted to ask then around the obviously the titles finding my yum yeah We've had a lot of different people on with a lot of different experiences you've broadened your horizons in a lot of different ways yeah. has there been one particular thing that you now find yummy that you did not uh, that's or like one thing that you want to try or one thing that you were like oh i never would have I mean, I guess I guess you have had experiences. Yeah, where I mean, I never open, thought but. that I wanted to have group sex or mm-hmm. interactions, and I think it's fucking awesome. Um, so that's changed a lot. I really am interested in BDSM. Mm-hmm. I haven't done much in that because um, I feel like I need a very safe space and a partner that I trust, and I haven't found somebody sure. that I'm necessarily interested in that yet. But. Um, yeah, because I'll then, say even from yeah. like I mean I maybe and maybe I'm speaking of turn here. You correct me if I'm wrong, but like even when we first started this, mm-hmm. like a few episodes in, I think when we had uh, the dominatrix on, I think at yeah. that point you were like not interested in BDSM. Yeah, well, I wasn't interested in being maybe a dominatrix. Oh, okay, gotcha. So because I don't know how dominant I am or want to be, mm-hmm. um, so that that's the only part of that. And I, but I also, yeah. I don't know where I stand in terms of like sub or dom. I think a switch might be interesting with the right partner, but um, yeah, I don't know how I feel in terms of like being a dom. Sure. Because that's like a pretty big power thing. And I think what draws me to BDSM in general is that lack of power. Mm-hmm. In But also... I think that's probably pretty typical for a lot of like type A personalities. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like in a, in a safe like confined way where yeah i can create the rules in which i'm powerless Mm -hmm. and stop it at any point where i don't want to continue that feels relieving okay (laughs) that makes sense um how has this changed any like previous relationships you've had that are not maybe in this world um if if it has a lot weirder conversations with people Uh uh-huh yeah, like we talk about sex quite a bit now. Even like people that you were like friends with for a while that yeah. just have never bre- broached that subject. Now you're like having I, those conversations. I mean, it would come up, but now it definitely comes up in different ways. And like I said, I drop things that I do more casually. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> that changes that dynamic in a conversation when I'm talking in different contexts, you know, um, more explicitly or just about. Like, I feel like people are fascinated or they want to hear or, you know, then they'll share like some of their stuff. And it's opened 
everybody's fucking crazy and weird, right? Shit, like yeah. we're all into different shit and yeah. it, I don't care if you think that you're vanilla. There's something under there and they're like, even vanilla, whatever that means is like weird and, and there's like something in there that's like specific to you that you like that is exciting. Yeah. And so I think it, it's opened up the conversation, especially with just a friend that I've known for years now. We just had a conversation where, you know, she was interested in Bar Sinister and had been there multiple times and like vlogging. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, you're so different than I thought you were. And that's awesome. Sure. Um, so I think that's sort of how it's changed that sort of dynamic. Um, but nothing negative. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of like I, I did this thing a couple of years ago, which was an emotional intelligence program, and it really blew my mind in terms of what is available in the world and like all of our limiting beliefs. And I think that this podcast has really challenged that for me too, in terms of sex and sexuality and love and what it like identity and what it means to be, you know, like any of these labels that we subscribe for ourselves. And so that's been super cool. And I feel like I've had those conversations with other people too of like, well, what does this identity mean? Or, you know, because I have a little bit more clarity on certain labels, like I've also been able to educate other people and be like, you oh, know, yeah, totally. this is what this means, um, et cetera. So that's been a cool thing too. Yeah. What do you, let's talk about the future of the podcast, right? Like, so what, uh, what are you, I, we've talked obviously off the air about it, but yeah. like, what do you uh, want to have next? Like for the next, next part, what are you looking to get more guests around? Yeah. What are the conversations um, you want to have? I really want to talk to sex workers and I'm hoping that we're going to have a couple, uh, come on. Cause I, yeah, I really want to start exploring that area and also giving a voice to people who are working in that field. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think that that's important and it's interesting and I, and we haven't had the opportunity to do that yet. And I think it's empowering. Um, to destigmatize yeah. that kind of work. Uh, I also am dying to talk to heads of different religions, you know. Um, like the Pope. Ra- yeah. Uh, we're working uh, on getting him yeah, on. Uh, hey, Pope, if you're scheduling listening has been difficult, to this but podcast, <laughs> please reach out. Uh, he was going to come on last weekend, emails. but you got called into work, so yeah, uh, we're trying we to reschedule that one. Yeah. I know. He's got to come back from the Vatican. Um, but... Yeah, so I'd like to talk to different heads of religious sex because I think that that would be fascinating to hear how, mm. like, sex and love and partnership from their perspective, you know, operates. Mm-hmm. And, like, the function and, and what it looks like from different, you know, Judaism, Christianity, the million sex of Christianity, um, the Islamic faith, uh, Buddhist you know what have you i think that that would be really cool that would be cool yeah and then um yeah i mean i haven't had any um i want to have more men on too who are like we haven't had any men who are like exclusively interested in men or which would be fun um yeah i really want to talk to all people that but those sense. are sort of like the focuses. Yeah. And it's a two very different uh, areas, I it know. seems like, right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just because those are a bit harder to find uh, yeah. to get on. But Which is still. silly. Yeah. I think everybody 
I think everybody wants to talk about sex really badly. I do think that's the case. And I think that that's something <laughs> that you've experienced. Yeah. Um, especially like kids, you said, oh, wow. Like uh, even you mention it when you're working. And yeah. Will be and like, everybody, oh, thank like, God. I finally yeah, had a chance to talk exactly. to somebody about sex. Exactly. It's like the floodgates open up and they're like, bleh, sex. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, well, hopefully, if uh, you're out there listening, you want to talk about sex, or at least like yeah, listen, come on. hearing about it. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Well, thanks, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. we did it. We did it. <laughs> uh, now we'll shift to our normal outro. <laughs> <laughs> do 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 do. Jerry. Yay, me. You, did you guys, it. it's me again. <laughs> so much Thanks me. so much for coming on, Jerry. <laughs> Thank you for having me, of Will. Course. Thank you, Jerry, for having me. You're welcome. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't think we were you were a crazy person before. No, I am officially <laughs> confirmed. No, um thank you for listening. Yeah. As always, please. Rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, Finding My Yum podcast uh, is our, those are our Facebook Instagram ones. And Instagram and Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> and then findingmyyum at gmail.com. Yes. If you want to be a guest. Please be a guest. We want more guests. We want or just send us an guests. email. Send you know, us an email. Say what's up. We want correspondence. Yeah, we'll we want to hear you. from you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and then stay yummy. <laughs>